1: here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thanks so much for joining me today, friends. Yes, oh yes, it is the beginning of a brand new week here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are ready to go. It is Tuesday, March 10th, right here. We've got Adam Story coming up here on, uh, well, yeah, he's going to be giving uh, three things to do here during Lent to be able to make your marriage better. Uh, you know, Adam comes on every uh, every week here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And one of the things that he does is he helps us to be able to make our marriages a little bit better. He's going to be able to give us some tips here on Iowa Catholic Radio this morning to be able to help just do uh, just that. We'll have also here, uh, 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 let's see here, Father... I don't know, my my. Uh, uh, I can hear something in the background, so I'm getting a little bit mixed up here. I'll tell you what, let's go to Deacon Tony Valdez, let's do our morning uh, offering this morning.
0: God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, Pray for us. Amen. Amen. I'm still hearing a
1: little something in the background, so it's trying. It's getting through. Uh, we'll, we'll try to fix that here in the uh,
2: in the break. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports.
0: News and sports with Mark Amadeo.
2: Hello, sir. Good morning, John. Are you getting things together out there or wherever? The, where are you at t- today? I'm trying to get some things together. I'm here in Buffalo, New York. I, I can still Buffalo. hear
1: something in the background, so I don't know what's going on, but we'll try to fix it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you sound all right. You, it just must be on your end that uh, you're, you're getting all this feedback. But yeah, things yeah. are good here. Uh, another another day of spring. We had rain yesterday, so that means when you get home, you'll have the yard to mow. I think it's going to create some uh, grass growing for you. It's that time of year, huh? It is. Yeah, we had a nice little rain yesterday, about a half an inch here in central Iowa, and enough to get things greened up. So snow's okay. mostly gone, except for the big snow piles in the parking lots at the big, uh, uh, you know, all, all the all the folks that had uh, large lots, they have some little snow piles, but it's dwindling down. So you're out in Buffalo, huh? Hmm. Buffalo,
1: New York. First evening of the mission last night. Yes, sir. All
2: right. Well, I'll let you get your stuff together and I, or whatever you're needing to do, but uh, we'll get things worked out, I'm sure. I appreciate it. Alright. Currently in Des Moines at the WHO TV Channel 13 Weather Desk. We want to thank meteorologist Megan Selwell for all she does uh, as prepares our weather each and every morning. Currently at the Mercy One Studios. Partly cloudy skies. 28 degrees. Yes, it's dry. We had rain yesterday. Northwest wind. At 8 miles per hour, that feels like temperature down to 20 degrees. And today, we'll see partly cloudy, dry conditions. And bring out your sunglasses, high of 51 degrees with southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies. We could see some scattered showers move in, overnight low of 40 degrees. And then uh, tomorrow, cloudy and rain early on your Wednesday, becoming partly cloudy and dry later in the day, a high of 59 degrees. And then on Thursday, uh, rain in the afternoon is, is predicting the forecast with a high of 60 degrees. That will be our warmest day of the week. And on Friday, partly cloudy, dry high of fifty degrees. Well, in the news, on this Tuesday morning, uh three nominees have been selected as finalists for the Iowa Supreme Court. The nominating commission interviewed fifteen people who applied for the position last Friday and narrowed the field to three that Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will select from. The three nominees are Mary Chekelli of Cedar Rapids, Matt McDermott of Des Moines, and David May of Polk City. The governor now has thirty days to appoint the new judge. The vacancy occurred when uh, Justice David Wiggins retires. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print, and yesterday at the Boys State Basketball Tournament here in Des Moines at Wells Fargo Arena, uh, as the Classes 1A and 2A got their first-round games in, and the three area teams all lost. Montezuma defeated Martindale-St. Mary's 75-50 in the 1A contest. And in Class 2A, Trainer eliminated Pella Christian 69-53, and Boyden Hole eliminated Woodward Granger 57-26. Area boys' state basketball continues today with some of the area schools involved. Class 3A, the number one seed is Norwalk, and they take on Harlan this morning at 11-15. That'll be followed by Ballard taking on Centerpoint Urbana at 1 o'clock. And the 4.30 game has Pella taking on Sergeant Bluff Luton. Tonight, it's the big schools getting underway. The area schools, Waukee and Ankeny Centennial, will uh, do battle. Uh, at 6.30, it's Waukee taking on North Scott, while number one seed is Ankeny Centennial, and they'll face North- Davenport North at 8.15. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has boys track. Dowling boys traveling to Cedar Falls at the Dickinson Indoor Relays. and night gets underway at noon today at the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls there will be no team scores kept our next sports broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio is tomorrow as the boys state basketball tournament in the class for, uh, first round in class 4A number 2 seed Cedar Falls the two time defending champions take on number 7 seed Dowling Catholic we'll be on the air at noon with our pregame show tip off at 12:15, so join Mike Swaim and me for the call tomorrow afternoon it's Dowling and Cedar Falls at the boys state basketball tournament right here on Iowa Catholic Radio once again from the Mercy Ones studios in des moines currently we have partly cloudy skies and 28 degrees a northwest wind at eight miles per hour and today we will see uh partly cloudy dry conditions a high of 51 degrees today with southwest winds at five to ten miles per hour and this has been your iowa catholic radio news weather and sports on your tuesday morning john leonetti show coming up jimmy olson he has your morning traffic report i'm mark amadeo
0: Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not a bad
3: way to start off the morning. We are accident-free. Again, with the rain we had yesterday, you might wake up to some frozen doors when you uh, go to head out. I know I did this morning and as I was leaving. Otherwise, traffic is uh, looking good, though, making your way in from the West Mixer to downtown. That's a seven-minute drive on 235, seven minutes from the East Mixer to downtown on 235. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently. Online at BDConstruct.com. That's Travick on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: This morning, it looks like he's. Uh, uh, we're having a little trouble getting a hold of him. Instead, we're going to talk about fasting this morning. I read a great piece the other day on this, and, and it was someone that really doesn't fast very well. <laughs> yeah, like me. Uh, I've always had trouble fasting. It's kind of been the you know, the one thing that I've always taken into confession with me. I've taken it to spiritual direction. It's been a difficult uh, journey for me to be able to fast, really from anything. I mean, if I don't feel like eating meat one day, that's going to be fine. But if you tell me I can't eat meat, then I'm just going to desire it all day long. It's just kind of the way that I roll, right? Uh, and and uh, this person was talking a little bit about what fasting has done for them. Now, Granted, this person has gone all in in a way that I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to. In fact, they, they fast so much they lost 35 pounds in the last year. Yes, they've been doing it healthy. They were talking about uh, doing it with a nutritionist uh, as well. But, you know, this person has said what fasting has done for their life, nothing else has been able to do. What fasting has done for their spiritual life, nothing else has been able to do. So what do they do? Well, they said they eat one meal a day and they eat two light meals. It's just like a, a regular uh, Ash Wednesday or Good Friday Fast. You know, you, you think, well, what are they doing? They're not eating all day and then maybe having like uh, uh, bread and water, you know, like five days a week. It really is just one meal and then light meals and not eating in between. But they do it every single day except for Sunday. And, and you know, we hear, uh, you know, we hear all of us uh, that are listening to this program right now. We're called to fast at, at points of our in points of our life, two days a year. All right, uh, Ash Wednesday, as I said, and Good Friday. So it's not even like we're we're being called to do this once a week or once a month. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are the days that we're called to do this. This person just implemented this every single day of their life, except for uh, Sundays, and they've seen the fruits. What do they realize? Well, he told me that uh, one of the biggest things of it. Is is that he's realized that he was attached to too many things of the world. What fasting does is it detaches us from the things of the world. Uh, Save money. Uh, Same thing with uh, you know maybe wanting to be liked. Social media was a big thing for him. He was one of those that would count his likes on social media every time he would post something. uh, That went away. Uh, He was someone that wasn't able to make time for prayer because he quote unquote was too busy. That went away. Uh, he advanced in his work, he was telling me, he actually got, uh, he actually got a promotion during this time, uh, which he you know, never would have thought, but he was working harder, he was working smarter, even in less hours during the day. Uh, so you see like, the, the business side of it, the side of it that, you know, in, in regular life, he said he never thought he would see effects of it, but it did. He continued to grow. On the other side, the spiritual side, he said he found that he became thirstier for God, this was something that I really thought was, uh, was interesting. And this is a friend of mine, but he wrote this blog piece, uh, put it out there about a week ago. He found that he's become thirstier for God. So what he thought in doing this was going to quench his thirst for God, going out and, and trying to find God, if you will, as he said. He thought he was going to find him, that that was finally going to be it in his life. He was going to meet God, but what he found is God has pulled himself further away but he's chasing after God even more. He said he's thirstier for God. It's like a, a, a journey, if you will, as as he said. So I don't know. I want to I share that with you this morning. If you are fasting, if that's something that maybe you uh, uh, want to implement in your life, he's inspired me. And someone, that I'll tell you, is uh, he's become a dear friend of mine and someone that uh, has really become a deep inspiration for me to be able to fast just a little bit more. I think you could do just that. Coming up, friends, here in the second half hour, we have Sarah Reinhardt. She's a Catholic author, blogger, and speaker, freelance writer. She is a punch, she has a penchant for coffee, as she says, and a love for chocolate. But she writes at snoringstory She has got a little book out called "Do I Really Have to Give Something Up for Lent? Sarah Reinhardt coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere, friends. John Lee, and even morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio on this Tuesday, March tenth. A little thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape, and Design for underwriting the show. Five, five Sons of Nature Scapes, Landscape, and Design, uh, thank you for underwriting the show. When playing in a landscape, they are passionate about providing natural solutions, creating a lush and full landscape for customers to enjoy for many, many years. Their passion for a beautiful-looking landscape is what drives their business. Honesty and integrity always comes first. 493-1060. 493-1060. Support for programming of Catholic women now partially
4: provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at CindySchulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her
5: team know health insurance.
6: Is it time for a new roof?
7: Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org.
8: Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ.
5: Support Catholic Media. What an incredible gift Catholic Media is. Support any kind of Christian outreach that's getting the word out, because it's a contrast to the negative message which is often being promoted, especially as regards issues of human dignity.
3: You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150.
1: Thanks for joining me, friends. Dean Bell, thank you for underwriting the show. 963-4494. 963-4494. Residential and roofing commercial jobs. Been in business for 30-plus years. Yes, RoofingAnkeny.com, serving all of Central Iowa. com. Uh, I am live outside of the one city here in Buffalo, New York. First evening of the mission was last night. Second evening will be tonight. Thank you for keeping us in your prayers. Let's go to our next guest of the day. She is a Catholic author and blogger, speaker, freelance writer. Sarah Reinhardt joins me.
7: Hi, Sarah. Good morning. How are you today?
1: I'm doing just fine. You have a little pamphlet or a booklet out, and uh, I, I, I'm intrigued by it. I was able to read some of it. Do I really have to give up something for Lent is the title of
7: it. So let me ask you, do I really have to give something up for Lent? Um my 9-year-old asked me that not too long ago and my answer was no. So I don't know if I just scandalized a bunch of people in the audience but no, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Why?
1: Why do I not have to, have to give something up for lunch?
7: Um I can I make a confession first? Yeah, sure. Is, is that okay? Is it is it yeah. safe? is are we in a safe space for the confession? We're, we're, so I we're wrote safe. that pamphlet back when I only had, I want to say I had two kids when I wrote that pamphlet, <laughs> and no teenagers. So uh, going back and revisiting that material, as, as it, it's almost like I'm reading someone else's writing, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is not bad. Yeah. But, you know, God has a way of using our own words, too, uh, for those of us who write. Um, but, but why would you give something up for Lent? Let me throw it back out there, which is a conversation I had with my son and I've I've had with my confirmation kids as well. Why would you give something up for lunch? And and they look at me like, Well, because you're supposed to. Well, are you? And why are you supposed to? Well and that's where the conversation stops. So then that invites the conversation to go into a discussion of fasting, almsgiving um, and prayer. So Sometimes giving something up is is a way of ducking out of the other two, uh, or at least it has been for me. I don't know. I, I speak purely from my own observations in this case, but um, sometimes giving up chocolate is, is easier than sitting down to pray a rosary and not having the dings of my phone or interruptions that I allow into my life to interrupt me.
1: Yeah, um, it's interesting you say this because it it can become just where I'm I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. I, I'm I'm fasting from something for the sake of fasting for something, uh, and we forget the reasons behind it. Uh, and and you know, I mean, I I've encountered people that are giving things up for Lent that don't go to mass on Sunday, for instance. Uh, right. And uh, and they're Catholic, you know. I mean, they they just completely fallen away from the church, but yet they're giving something up and so there there's kind of that pop culture popular, you know, Lent is that uh, cool time to be able to give something up. but on the other hand, I think what you're saying is let's let's go a little, like three steps deeper here into what we're we're talking about the reasons behind uh, giving something up, for instance or or the reasons for Lent just in general. And it's not necessarily to just give something up so I can fit into the swimsuit or look better uh, during spring break. It's to give something up exactly. uh, to get closer to God.
7: Exactly. And I think too, um, fasting in general is becoming pretty popular right now. So suddenly giving something up for Lent or fasting becomes something that's just pop culture-y as you alluded to. So I think it's important to remember the why behind it. Although I would also counter with what my husband reminds me every year at Christmas and Easter when I roll my eyes at the side of the parking lot and the pews and the fact that we get to church an hour early and there's still nowhere to sit and I want to strangle everyone, at least they're there, right? So if fasting on the flip, if giving something up for Lent is your tiptoe back closer to the church, then then let God use that. But for those of us who are in this, in drinking the Kool-Aid as it were, right? Like we're in the middle of it. I think it's on us to look at it as an invitation to grow closer to Christ. And and honestly, one year I gave up coffee for Lent, and and I was very blessed that Lent, because then I found out I was pregnant and I couldn't drink coffee. So, mm. <laughs> so I mean, I, there are definitely, God can use whatever small things we do, but I think there's always the challenge for me to go deeper, because it's very easy to say, yeah, I'm giving this up, this is, I've checked it off the list, and I'm done. But we can really turn that fasting into a prayer and into, you know, if we're fasting, for example, from going out to eat, well, that money that you don't spend, the natural thing to do is to donate it to those who maybe don't have as much to eat. So we're called to not just fast in isolation, but to fast in the context of Lent which is a time in the desert with Jesus, which is a journey to Easter and to that amazing thing that I think so many of us, you know, we've heard it so many times, right? You've heard about the resurrection so many times, you sort of lose the ability to be shocked and awed by it. But but Lent gives us this opportunity to really dive into it. And unless we think it will be easy, no, it won't be. At every step of the way, there's going to be, you know, your personal... Devil or your distractions, all kinds of things will get in the way of that.
1: Yeah, and I like how you said. You know, we we, we remember the penance part during fasting, but oftentimes we neglect the prayer, the alms giving, uh, and, and and both of those are, are vital components here to be able to make this a better land. Uh, sometimes it's easy for us just to kind of beat ourselves up. It's easy for us just to kind of say, okay, it's to kind of hang our heads now, and. Uh, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this, and we forget the most important part. And again, going back to it, it's the relationship. We want to grow in our relationship with God. Uh, You know, and if we're just doing something, fasting from candy for the sake of fasting from candy, uh, I don't know how much our relationship with God is uh, going to grow. And and you you said something just a second ago that I thought was really good: fasting. In the sense of uh, not maybe spending money on, for instance, coffee, if that's something you're going to give up, which, by the way, is heroic uh, if you're giving up coffee. But if if I'm fasting from that to give the
7: money from something else. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I didn't give up coffee this year. That was many years ago. I wouldn't punish the people around me now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true, though. It's true. And God always calls us three steps deeper. And I think that's something that uh, we have to take into uh, account now. So what do you do in this Lent? What, what, does, uh, what's, what does the author of this do? I really have to give something up for Lent doing this Lent?
7: Um, you know, it, that I listen to me unable to answer that question intelligently. Um I have been spending my lunches reading some Thomas Compass, and I like to usually spend my lunch hour at work uh, reading a nice, juicy novel or whatever latest you know, review book I've got. But I've been nice. trying to use that time at work to kind of just reset and um, really dive in, not just read it fast and get it done, which is I'm guilty of. Uh, I'm guilty of wanting to pray my rosary in the morning and just, you know, check that box. Okay, I've done my holy thing today. Let's go pack lunches for the kids. Let's, you know, get them to school. So trying to, I've been trying to pause and be more intentional, which sounds really more impressive when I say it out loud. In practice, it is messy and and not And I have been trying to do the don't eat lunch out. Like we have a, where I work, we have this great cafeteria, and they have fresh pizza every day. And let me tell you, if there is a love language I speak, there's a love language of pizza <laughs> and coffee. So um, I'm trying to be intentional with um, how I spend my money and, and remembering the poor, because I, I do think a lot of the great saints and, and Jesus himself have admonished us to remember the poor. And I think in daily life and in everyday living, it's very difficult uh, or it's very easy just to get very caught up in your own busyness and the things you have to do and the demands made on your time. And, and Lent is maybe an opportunity to reach beyond that and stretch a little bit. And and as we go through the years, you know, each little stretch gets us farther and farther away from where we were.
1: Yeah, I think that's the case. I really do. And and this is something that is a uh, – it takes a lifetime, to build a master, but uh, I think you are doing a great job and a good example for all of us. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. And where
7: can well, we get this you. booklet? Uh it is on Amazon. I know Lagori Publications published it, so they definitely have it. And I would I would assume they offer discounts for parishes. Okay.
1: Sarah Reinhardt, thank you so much for coming on. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's your blog, by Thanks. the way?
7: Snoringscholar.com.
1: SnoringScholar.com. I love it. I love that name. SnoringScholar.com. <laughs> yeah, we'll
7: Thank you soon. so much.
1: Okay. All right. Coming up in the second half hour, we'll have Jean Wells. She's hosting a Talk here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also, we're going to uh, go back in time just a little bit. Uh, a couple months ago, when I interviewed Jimmy Aiken about his book, The Bible is a Catholic Book, we'll have that for you coming up right uh, in the second half hour as well. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather. Straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sell. We'll have your stand of the day coming up as well. All right. Let's get to it. John Lee in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. You go anywhere. And a big thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Doc. Yes, Dr. Jim Blessman of Blessman International. Come aboard here about a year ago. And we have really enjoyed our partnership together. Dr. Jim Blessman. 12,000 meals A week, yes, 12,000 meals a week that he has partnered with Meals from the Heartland to be able to do for all of those uh, children and families from Limpopo, South Africa. And that's just the beginning. org. Thank you again for underwriting the show. That's org. Father Andrew, now with today's Gospel and Reflection.
9: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one Father in heaven. Do not be called Master. You have but one Master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord Do as they say, not as they do, is a principle that likely comes from this passage. Those who lead the faithful are charged with teaching the truth as well as living it out, but be careful because leaders, whether purposefully or mistakenly, sometimes fail. In this situation, the leaders of the Jews ultimately serve themselves by serving others, But Jesus reminds us that service is done for the sake of doing God's will, not just one's own will, and certainly not just for one's own benefit.
3: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling.
5: When it comes to your home, Golden Rule puts your mind at ease with the Gold Club. Two high-performance system checks, a plumbing inspection, no trip charges, and you get to jump ahead in line. Don't get stuck freezing this winter when your furnace won't work. Golden Rule will make it to every Gold Club member's home. Home is where your heart is. Protect it with Golden Rule's Gold Club membership. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at goldenrulephc.com.
3: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscapes. Extend your living space outdoors with patios, pergolas, fencing, and retaining walls. Outdoor lighting is another way to enjoy your landscaping day and night. Five Sons Naturescapes will spend the time to understand your needs and create your perfect outdoor space. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee, Nettie, the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Mercy One the- Studio here in Buffalo, New York. Gave the first evening of the mission last night and second evening tonight. ready to go. I think they said about 650 last night, which was great. Just a great number. Uh, I've been out to Buffalo now a handful of times. love getting Really do. It's uh, just good people and uh, very Catholic area as well. If you didn't know. Uh, all right, uh, coming up in the second half hour, I've got an interview. We we've had this one, uh, it talked away for a little while now, and we're going to bring it out with Jimmy Aiken. It was it, the Bible is a Catholic book. Uh, we're going to have that for you coming up here on uh, this Tuesday. Gene Wells also hosts the Trade Talk gonna preview of her nine or see yeah her uh, ten o'clock show this morning. There we go. All right, let's do it, Deacon Tony Valdez. Let's offer our day to all my
0: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen.
1: Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports.
0: News and sports with Mark Amadeo.
2: Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Buffalo, New York is your destination this week, huh? congratulations that's where they tell me I am <laughs> that's where they tell well, you got to have somebody plan your itinerary to hey I'm in this town you got your clock set ahead an hour you might be two hours ahead you never know
1: you know everyone complains about uh, daylight savings I, I'm on a different time zone
2: every you know week
1: so it doesn't affect me as much <laughs> as probably everyone else yeah
2: yeah, no, that's. I think that's a farce. I, I don't think there's a problem with the daylight savings time. I like more light in the uh, evening uh, versus in the morning, and uh, it works out great. I think people are just making too much out of something that happens twice a year. I'll take it. I'm with you. All right. So uh, Buffalo, New York, you're going to probably anchor down. Let me guess your itinerary today. Your parish mission's tonight, so you're going to anchor down at a Starbucks or somewhere where you can have peace and quiet and start writing.
1: How do you know how do you know this
2: i uh, I don't know we've been doing this for how many years, and I just kind of <laughs> kind of feared figured, figured that's what I'll hit doing. the
1: gym. I'm gonna go over and pray with the staff right after this. they have uh, some prayer time in the morning,
2: so I'm gonna go over and pray with the
1: the parish staff and then uh you're right, you're right i will head right over to a coffee shop and get some get some writing done
2: all right and, and that parish staff you might want to call the the parish out and uh, I know you've told they you always tell at your parish missions, hey, listen, to Iowa Catholic radio, we got a morning show. Of course, out there, it's 8 o'clock uh, to 9 o'clock every morning. But uh, uh, give a shout-out to who, where you're at, the exact parish and uh, the Always folks do. involved.
1: Always do. In fact, it's four parishes. So they've kind of four parishes have come together for this parish mission uh, around the area. So it's not it's not just one, uh, which, you know, they, they were able to bring on a lot of people last night in the surrounding areas. So It was a lot
2: of fun. All right. Well, great. And uh, stay safe out there and uh, happy writing. Thank you, sir. Alright, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO TV, Channel 13 Weather Desk, and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, partly cloudy skies. And 28 degrees, a northwest wind at 8 miles per hour. That feels like temperatures 20 degrees as we dry out from yesterday. We had a half an inch of rain here in central Iowa that fell yesterday. But today we're going to see partly cloudy skies, dry conditions, and get out the sunglasses. A high of 51 degrees here in central Iowa. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies. We'll see scattered showers moving back into the forecast. Overnight low of 40 degrees. And tomorrow, cloudy skies. Rain early on your Wednesday, becoming partly cloudy and dry later today. It'll uh, be the warmest day of the week, a high of 59 degrees. And Thursday, rain in the forecast in the afternoon, uh, high around 60. And then on Friday, partly cloudy, dry, high of 50 degrees. Well, in the news, on this uh, Tuesday morning, uh, three nominees have been selected uh, as finalists for the Iowa Supreme Court. The nominating commission interviewed 15 people who applied for the position last Friday and narrowed the field to three that Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will select from. The three nominees are Mary Chichelli of Cedar Rapids, Matt McDermott of Des Moines, and David May of Polk City. The governor now has 30 days to appoint the new judge. The vacancy occurred when Chief Justice uh, David Wiggins retires. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday, Boys State basketball tournament here in Des Moines at Wells Fargo Arena, and and the three area teams that played yesterday all lost. In Class 1A, Montezuma defeated Martinsdale St. Mary 75-50, while in Class 2A, Trainer defeated Pella Christian 69-53, and last night, Boyden Hull defeated Woodward Granger 57-26. Today at the Boys State Basketball tournaments, it's Classes 3A and 4A, and in Class 3A, the number one seed is Norwalk, and they take on a seeded Harlan this morning at 11-15. The 1 o'clock game has Ballard of Huxley taking on Center Point of Banna, and the four thirty game this afternoon has Pella taking on Sergeant Bluff Luton. Class 4A begins tonight at six thirty. It's Waukee taking on Nor Scott, and at Eight fifteen. the number one seed in Class 4A is Ankeny Centennial, and they'll take on number eight seed, Davenport North. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has boys track, the Dowling boys traveling to Cedar Falls at the Dickinson Indoor Relays. It gets underway at noon today at the Unidome in Cedar Falls. There'll be no team scores kept. Our next sports broadcast on Iowa Catholic Radio is tomorrow at the Boys State Basketball Tournament here in Des Moines. First-round coverage, Class 4A. It's number two seed and two-time defending champion Cedar Falls taking on seventh-seat Dowling. We'll go on the air at noon with our pregame show, Tip-Off 1215. Join me and Mike Swain for the call right here on Iowa Catholic Radio tomorrow from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines at the Boys State Basketball Tournament. Once again, from the Mercy One studios in Des Moines, currently we have partly cloudy skies and 28 degrees, a northwest wind at 8 miles per hour, and today will be partly cloudy and dry, a high of 51 degrees here in central Iowa with southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports on your Tuesday morning, John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olsen. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo.
0: Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Eleven fifty a.m. eighty-eight point five FM, ninety-four point five FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. <laughs> Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Still accident-free as we continue with our commute this morning. Running right about 11 minutes now as you're heading from the West Mixer to downtown. Five, eight minutes from the East Mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio.
0: Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Well, Today's Saint reminds us that we are never too young or too old to achieve holiness. St. Dominic Savio today was an Italian boy who demonstrated amazing spiritual depth. At a very young age, he had expressed a desire to become a priest. And by age 12, St. John Bosco had accepted him as a sort of apprentice at the Oratory in Turin. Dominic was to assist St. John Bosco and helping the man and neglected boys. Dominic was gifted with spiritual visions and frequently went into raptures. When well, He he called these raptures his distractions. He was self-conscious about his intimacy with God, believing that the other boys would laugh at him and make fun of him. Dominic died at the age of 15 from complications due to lung disease. and His cause for canonization was examined Many argued that he was simply too young to be a saint. Pope Pius XII, on the other hand, disagreed and canonized Dominic in 1954. We ask St. Dominic to pray for all. Amen. And a big thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, him a man that knows how important wills of the state really is. Thank you for underwriting our saint of the day, been in practice for
6: over 30 years.
1: Two two four one seven seven six. 1776 that's 515 224 one seven seven six. It's good, it's a straight talk.
7: Hi, Gene. Good morning, John.
1: What do we got coming up on your
7: show? Well, I have a good friend of mine, and one that uh, all of our listeners recognize. Deacon Mike Mano is joining us. And we're going to look at a ton of issues that um, are really impacting society, everything from this uh, Louisiana court case that was just heard in front of the Supreme Court uh, to the rise in transgenderism, euthanasia, all of those, um, those issues and really the ills that are impacting society. So Deacon Mike Mano, today. Okay,
1: that's coming up, right? It's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. Gene goes a full hour. And that's all podcasted out there on Iowa Catholic Radio as well. Thanks, Gene, for coming on. God bless. Uh, a past interview that I did with Jimmy Aiken, the Bible is a Catholic book. Yes, it's off of his. Uh, his book, I wanted to say new book, but it's been out now for about six months. Uh, this interview was done just a number of months ago, but it is something that he always brings. I tell you, Jimmy, anytime I'm able to interview him, I learn so much more than I thought that I was going to learn. This guy is just a wellspring of knowledge, especially when it comes to sacred scripture. The Bible is a Catholic book, his new book coming up right after this. John Lee, 90 in the morning. Thanks. Attended the interview and the show. Golden Rule. Yes, quality. No, not just the customer service. The commitment to the quality of workmanship and to the materials and equipment used is next to none. Originally founded in 1999, 20 years in business. GoldenRulePHC.com. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Your diocesan limit is right now.
4: This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, March 10th. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins. Celebrating a birthday today is Father Bob Harris. Father Harris is the pastor of All Saints Parish in Des Moines. Happy birthday. There's a Lenten communal reconciliation service tonight at Holy Trinity Parish in Beaverdale beginning at seven o'clock. Also tonight, there's a healing mass with Rwandan genocide survivor Father Ubald at our lazy at Heart Parish in Ankeny at seven o'clock. As a genocide survivor, Father Eubald brings Des Moines a message about the importance of forgiveness. Did you know that with your help, we're able to send the Catholic Mirror newspaper to about 35,000 households in the Diocese of Des Moines? Your gift to the Annual Diocesan Appeal ensures that the good news and our local faith news gets into every registered household in our diocese. Please consider how you can continue to support this through the Annual Diocesan Appeal. That's your news to the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins.
6: Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy.
10: Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and the Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Caldwellparish.com.
3: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction.
5: Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right.
3: Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know when you support Iowa Catholic Radio, you can make your donation go farther by asking your employer about matching gifts. Ask your employer about matching gifts, and thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Joining me, friends, John Leinetti, in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is Tuesday, March 10. Thanks for being a part of the show today. A little while ago, I did an interview with Jimmy Aiken on his book, "The Bible Is a Catholic Book." And I think oftentimes we forget the Bible's our book as Catholics. It is not something that just came around about 500 or 600 years ago. This is something that Catholics put together. The early Church Fathers point to. Without us, we would have no Bible. And Jimmy takes us into that. Here's my interview. With Jimmy Aiken.
10: joined now by Catholic author and evangelist Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy. How's it going? I'm doing just fine. The Bible is a Catholic book. When when this first when I first saw this, I kid you not, I thought to myself, why is it 2019 and this book is being written? Uh, I, I just feel for for so long, uh, we as Catholics have needed a book like this um, because in in a lot of the world, many Protestants they call themselves the Bible Christians, but in the in, in this book, you make the case that the Bible really is a Catholic book.
8: Yeah, well, the reason it was written and released in 2019 is because I need a new dematerialization circuit for my TARDIS. <laughs>
10: there you go. There you go. Well, you're giving it away practically. My goodness, they can get it for $3 in bulk, huh?
8: Yeah, how about that? We really wanted to make it accessible to people, so it's a very easy read. I avoided fancy terminology, wanted to make it very simple for anybody to read and get the amazing story of how God gave the Bible to us and the crucial role that the Catholic Church played in that process. We wanted to make it so that people could easily give it to their friends. So if you get a case of 20 you get them for just 3 bucks each, which is an awesome price. You can uh, use them as Christmas presents. You can keep them on hand to give to door-to-door missionaries. You can put them in your parish vestibule. You can start a book study group with it. All kinds of uses for it, and it's available at just three dollars each in bulk.
10: In my interviews I try not to ask such obvious questions, but I'm just going to anyway. Why is the Bible a Catholic book?
8: Because it was handed down to us and in part written by the original leaders of the Catholic Church, that is to say the apostles and their associates, and the Catholic Church is the institution that preserved it down through the centuries prior to the invention of the printing press when Every letter of every word on every page had to be hand-copied by a scribe. That was an enormous labor of love and an enormous investment of time. And it was the Catholic Church that God used to identify for us which books actually belong in the Bible and which don't. And there, in the early centuries, there was some debate about that, and it was the Catholic Church that settled that
10: debate. It seems that in making, uh, in writing this book, and making the argument that you're making that the Bible is a Catholic book, you're also making an argument for the teaching authority of the Catholic Church.
8: Yes, very much so. Uh, I come originally from a Protestant background, and back in the day, I and uh, you know others in the Protestant community that I was part of would identify the Word of God in a kind of reductionistic way, with just the Bible. So if I said, I'm going to study the Word of God now, I would mean, I'm going to go study the Bible. But actually, if you read the Bible carefully, while the Bible is the Word of God, it's not all of the Word of God. And the Word of God is also passed down in apostolic tradition. And even more fundamentally, though, right back to the beginning of creation, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus Christ himself is the original, uncreated Word of God, and its expression in human words, uh, in, whether as oral tradition or written in Scripture, those are just reflections of the primordial. Word of God, which is Jesus Christ himself.
10: I feel like, you know, with, with so many different um, Bible studies out there and helping so many different Catholics and parishes, at least that I'm, I'm able to visit and see, there's a real hunger for Catholics now to really understand and dive deep into sacred Scripture. And I think maybe before, um, I don't know if you can speak to this, uh, but I, I, think there were, I think there were people, that were Catholics, that were afraid. You know, they, they, just, they didn't know what to do with it.
8: Well, we do, you know, the Church wants to make sure that we have a basic knowledge of Scripture, and so it reads Scripture to us every time we go to Mass. But a lot of people stop there. They they hear these readings, They they, you know, so they've heard of the prophet Isaiah, mm-hmm. but they don't really know anything about him, when he lived, why he was writing, what he was writing about. And so that's why I wanted to write this book was to give people the big picture, the story of how it all fits together, how God gave us his word in stages and the amazing history that is part of that. You know, people are wired for stories and uh you know, it, it and it it's really fascinating when you dig into it and learn the story of God's word. What's the best argument against the Bible being
10: a Catholic book?
8: There aren't any? <laughs>
10: I love it. <laughs> I mean when you when you come across when you study and you research and everything like this what what maybe is the most popular uh pushback that you get on it?
8: among our protestant friends you'll have this idea that we need to do our theology we need to form our doctrine by scripture alone there's even a special phrase for that in latin that they use though that's the doctrine of sola scriptura Mm -hmm. and so that's the thing that's that's used to at times kinda beat up on catholics Mm -hmm. and say oh you're where is this catholic thing in the bible it's not there uh... so you should be doing your theology by scripture alone and the problem is that argument doesn't really hold a lot of water um because if you if you i mean just kind of looking at it take a step back look at it from a broader perspective when jesus christ brought us all of the new revelation he 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 came with to deliver to mankind he didn't write a book hmm. and he didn't tell the apostles to start writing books and it was actually years afterwards before The first book of the New Testament was written, and it was decades before the last book of the New Testament was written. And in all that time, God's Word from Jesus Christ, all that new revelation, was being passed down in oral form, but it was authoritative for the faith of Christians. And so we find uh, people in the Apostolic Age, like St. Paul, commanding Christians to adhere to the traditions that were being delivered to them, whether they were oral or not. And that's the pattern that was in use in the apostolic age. It wasn't Scripture alone. It was Scripture plus tradition. And there was a role for the magisterium, because sometimes Scripture and tradition weren't entirely clear. Like, could you baptize Gentiles without circumcising them first and making them Jews? And it took the first church council to settle that. Uh, That was the Holy Spirit himself summoned that council, through Revelation, St. Paul says, and it was through a church council, through an act of the teaching authority of the Church, or the magisterium, that the Holy Spirit guided to settle that question. And so, in the Apostolic Age, the, the pattern that was used for figuring out Christian doctrine was Scripture plus tradition, both being the Word of God, then as interpreted by the magisterium, or the teaching authority that Christ gave the Church. So Catholics today still use that Scripture, Tradition, Magisterium paradigm, and we find no indication in the New Testament that that was ever to change. We never find a passage that says something like, oh, after us apostles have died, uh, everything we said orally loses its authority, so you can forget about that. Mm. Or we never find them saying, oh, we agreed to write down everything, so everything you need to know is guaranteed to be written down by the time the last one of us dies. We never find that. Instead, we find, if you look at 2 Timothy, uh, St. Paul arranging for the passing down of apostolic tradition in the post-apostolic age, because he knows he's about to die. Peter's already dead at this point, so is uh, James the Just, the other apostles are dying, Paul now knows he's going to die, And he tells Timothy, take what you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. So notice, heard from me in the presence of witnesses, Hmm. not what I wrote. Hmm. Take what you heard, so take this oral tradition, and teach it to other men who are faithful, who will be able to teach others also. So here he's naming the first four generations of apostolic succession, his own generation, Timothy's generation, the one after that, and the one after that, and he's arranging for the apostolic tradition to be passed down in the post-apostolic age. So clearly, he's not expecting people to adopt Sola Scriptura as the principle by which they're going to form their doctrine. The New Testament itself envisions this scripture and tradition model going forward into the future. You've been with Catholic Answers
10: how long? Uh, twenty six years now. Hey, I, I have to think you have answered every question possible in twenty six years. Maybe not. I mean, I'm speaking a little oh, bit of the cuff. but people
8: are always coming up with new questions. Really, I mean, I, I got to think this might be the easiest book you ever wrote, was it? In a lot of ways, yeah. This is a subject that I've been fascinated by for for decades. It was part of what led me to convert to the Catholic Church because I realized I needed the Church to tell me what belongs in the Bible to begin with uh... school scripture, scripture it doesn't let you get there and so um i realized i needed the church for that and i said well then that has consequences if i have to listen to the church on this issue i have to listen to the church on other issues too and so i've been a student of this subject all this time and it's you know i used to actually be a detective
5: hmm. and, i
8: mean for money and i love detective stories i love piecing together the clues that show the links in the story of God's Word, I love figuring out things like, ooh, when exactly were the Gospels written? Can we find out? Sure. And, uh, and it's just a fascinating detective story, and so, uh, so yeah, this was an easy one for me to write. And
10: of course, you forgot more about Catholicism than most of us will ever come to know. Jimmy Aiken, The Bible is a Catholic Book, is what it's called. You can go to catholic.com, and uh, you can find it there. Again, friends, $3 in
8: bulk. Is there a limit to... No, you can buy as many as you want. You can also get single copies, of course, and you can also get it at Amazon.com, where it's available in paperback, in Kindle, so you can read it on your Kindle device, and it's available as an audible audiobook that I recorded, nice. and so you could get that and just say, Alexa, read me The Bible is a Catholic Book. I'm going to actually do that when I get off here today.
10: Uh, the Bible is a Catholic Book. Jimmy, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you for all you continue to do for us and the Church. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.
1: There you have it, friends. Jimmy Aiken. I mean, Jimmy. You know, of course, I recorded that interview. So you know, hearing him again and again and again, uh, I'm always growing. I'm always growing in my faith. Check out Catholic Answers Live right here at Iowa Catholic Radio, weekdays four to six, uh, and uh, you can hear it it, it, online. You can check it out, podcast it as well. Uh, Thank you so much to Jimmy Aiken. Uh, for all all that he continues to do. Uh, that puts this show in the books, friends. Thanks so much for joining me today. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing?
0: May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us and to bring us all to his everlasting life.
1: Amen. Amen. I am John Le friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
0: In this worn and weary land Where many a dream hath died Like a tree planted by the water We never will run dry So living water flowing through God, we
2: thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire just to know you.
0: out
8: to show them who you are so living water flowing through
0: john leonetti in the morning is underwritten by golden rule heating and cooling bell construction five sons naturescapes and blessman international